Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What's good, my friends? This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are... The fan upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Thank you so much for making us part of your afternoon. We love you and appreciate you dearly. The upset pick contest is officially live. Right now, you may get your upset picks in. I am in possession of the updated upset pick standings, and I would very much like to reveal those to you right now, and you will see, if you've been on the fence about joining this thing, okay, you will see why it would behoove you to do so. Um, There are, like, you could hit a, a couple of upsets in a couple of weeks and be in first place in this thing, even if you haven't picked it all this year. That is the beauty of the upset picks contest. So, a major, major thank you. To uh, P1 Offsider Dan B., who has been putting together these standings for us. These will be uh, posted to our Fan Upstate Facebook and Twitter before the end of the week. Without for- Oh, Dan B., can you just put me out of my misery? Come on, man. He still got me on this standings page. I'm in last place with 0.5 points. The host of the show is in last place. Hey, I have zero, so at least no, you're yeah, but, you know, at least you're on the board. But your but your humiliation, Diesel, your futility is not being advertised. Mine is. Okay? <laughs> so I'm in forty eighth place with After half next week it might not be. That's probably right. Probably right. Uh, I'm in forty eighth place with half a point. Forty seventh is UNC Chris with one. Forty sixth, John R's in two. Forty fifth, Shannon Burke. Man, we're we're in the toilet bowl, Shannon. What's going on here? He's got two and a half. Hey, don't worry, Desmond Howard's not much better. He's got three. Tiger fan Clint has three. Spur Daddy has three and a half. And John Corley, three and a half. They're tied for 41st. In 36th place, we've got a three, four, five way tie with four points. Wolverine Joe, Brad Perkle, Mark L.O. Ducks, Scotty Mack, and Kevin Bugs. In 35th place, we've got Brandon Gibson. He's the guy with the Rottweilers, right, Diesel? Is that right? Brandon Gibson? No, that's not Brandon Gibson. Okay, Brandon Gibson, four and a half points in 35th place. 34th place, we got Tyler B. with five. 32nd place, we have a tie. Jeff R. and J-Rock, they have six points. In 31st place, we've got Logan Simpson with six and a half. In 30th place, it's my old man, my dad, Pops. He's got eight points. 
29th place, Just Jess, eight and a half points. 28th place, Reese Davis has nine. 26th place, we've got a tie between Commander Reed and Isaac. They've got nine and a half points. 24th place, we've got Rodney Mintz with 20, 20, 10 and a half points. Also with 24 points, it's dead sexy Roger Carper, 10 and a half points. Now, inching towards the top 20, we've got our guest in the next segment, Josh Pate, with 11 points. Successfully nailed Louisville over Notre Dame last week. In 22nd place, we got the expert we spoke to about 45 minutes ago, Kelly Ford, with 11 and a half points. Tied for 19th place, we have E. Thoughty, Delvin, and T. Hell, Thomas Hell, with 12 points. Then in 18th place, we've got Nathan R. with 13 and a half. Emerson M. is in 17th place with 14 points. In a tie for 15th place, we've got Will G. and Minor 49er with 14 and a half points. In 14th place, we've got Buckeye Bryan with 15 and a half points. A tie for 12th place features our buds Gold Rush and Mad Craft. They both have 16 points. In 11th place, it's JC with 16 and a half points. And now to our top 10. A two-way tie for ninth place. We've got Sherb and Stanford Steve with 17 and a half points. Stanford Steve has replaced the Bear on a college game day. He's in the top 10, 17 and a half points. In eighth place, we've got Justin L with 18 points. Seventh place, Delano the truck driver with 21 points. In sixth place, Hiddly Hoo, it's the Leprechaun of Lyman with 22 and a half points. In fifth place, it's none other. Wait a minute. He's doing the standings, and he's in the top five. What do I smell? Why do I smell fish? No, I'm just kidding, Denby. He's got 23 and a half points. He's in fifth place. Something around here stinks. Yeah, and it's not the ice at Williams-Brice Stadium. <laughs> Doo-doo ice. Doo-doo That's ice. They call it. Doo-doo ice. Doo-doo brown. Uh, fourth gross. place. How about this? Pat McAfee is in fourth place with 24 points. We've got Joe D in third place with 24 and a half and my friends, for the first time this year, we've got a tie atop the leaderboard. We've got Brandon, and we've got Kyle D, and they both have 31 points. Tie atop the leaderboard. This is fast. This is furious. This is embarrassing for Diesel and I. Why are we not better at this? I have no idea. I had Marshall NC State last week. I felt pretty good about it. It's like pulling slots this competition, right? Like how many times are you going to get lucky? I think there is skill to it. You got to have a feeling, right? The feeling just isn't coming to fruition for me. I've lost that love and feeling. Whoa, that love and feeling. Unfortunately, people can't take this game this weekend, but this would be an interesting one to be able to take. West Virginia at Houston. Ooh. Yeah, Dana Holgerson's old team versus Dana Holgerson's new team. Why can't they take it? That's a two-and-a-half point spread. Oh, bummer. That's yeah. a bummer. That would be an interesting one to take. That would be an interesting one to bet, you know, now that they're all in the same conference. and It's just fun. It is fun, man. Okay, so here are the rules. Uh, you need to pick at least a three-point underdog, okay? You need to actually believe that your underdog is going to win. So you're picking an underdog, and if the underdog pulls the upset, you get the number of points that they were a betting underdog added to your score. All right? You got to submit your picks to the madworldattractions.com text line at 71307. 
Uh, so you're going to text us your pick. You're going to open your text screen on your phone, and you're going you're to write to the number 71307. When that number opens, you're going to write the word fan. You're going to give us your name. You're going to give us your game, and you're going to give us your point spread. So it'll say fan, USC plus three over Notre Dame. My name is Billy Bashful. Okay. Oh, this is not this family program. I know that's a porn star name. All right. Uh, but uh, family program, my friends. Okay. So that's what you do. That's how you send it. If you miss a pick, you get one point off. If you fail to pick and you're on the leaderboard, you get a minus two. That, my friends, is how we roll. 71307 on the com text line is where you guys can get to us on the show. Your upset pick contest is now live. What do you have for us? Let's go to Delvin in Fountain Inn, who is up first. Delvin, my man, what's good? What do you got for us today? Hey, Mark. Yo, hey, Mark, how you doing, man? I'm on a uh, little loser screen right here. I got to get back on track. I got to catch McAfee. So I'm going to be give me Wyoming plus 10 and a half over Air Force. Wyoming plus 10 and a half over Air Force. That is one of the ones I'm looking at. Um, there you go, Delvin. Why? Yeah, they coming off a big win against Fresno, off of Fresno State, and I think they, I think they got momentum on their side. And I got, and I got plus, I got to catch Pat McAfee. I can't let McAfee beat. <laughs> there you go. Hey, Delvin, great to hear from you, bud. All right, what do you say? Well, I can't imagine he's going to be in a good mood. But at least, unlike the Jim Rome show, he doesn't have to worry about us running him. The Leprechaun of Lyman joins us here on Offsides. Hey, Leprechaun. Tiddly ho hum, Zia Mark, because that's how I feel. First off, me upset pick. I can't pick the Irish because I don't meet the point spread requirement. So, give me Auburn over LSU. Screw you, Brian Kelly. I'm not as upbeat as I usually am. It's been a stressful few weeks. The Blue Devils scared that devil out of me, but at least we walked away with a win. But Notre Dame must be afraid of red, because they lost to a red team again. Ohio State, Louisville, oh no, Mark, don't tell me. There's a team coming to town wearing red again, and that team is USC. But I've not lost faith in the Irish. I just hope they can clean up their mess. This undisciplined crap will fly against the Trojans. Notre Dame must be at its best. If we lose this game, I fear for the season and how the players will keep on fighting. A team that was destined for greatness might finish in fashion unexciting. But I'm expecting a bounce back for me boys in gold and blue. It's time to crush those Trojan hopes and give them what is due. Rally the troops. Shake down the thunder. A win go out and claim. Because I believe in me team. I believe in me Notre Dame. Woo-hoo! That is so good. <laughs> it's so good. And he rhymes. And it's awesome. And I love it every single time. You will never get interrupted, Leprechaun of Lyman. I love the character. Diesel, we're, we're reaching a new level of show where we're getting characters on the show now. And I love that. Okay, I love that. We have no self-glossing policy here. You can be the leprechaun of Lyman. You can be Tallahassee Todd, and you can be Crazy Ralph. You can be all those guys. Payback is a you-know-what, brother. You can be all those guys. You can be whatever you want to be. 
right here. Boom, out of here. On offsides. You most certainly, certainly can. In honor of Crazy Ralph, Mark, I know that we're not going to get into it here in this segment. I don't want to take up too much time here. But we have some fantastic audio of pissed off Patriots fans calling into local radio in Boston. Oh, this is great. Yeah. Can't wait. Let's do that. The top five at five. Let's do that. Uh, Dan B., I know you're listening right now. We've got a text from a Jeff R. saying that he has a screenshot of picking Duke over Clemson at 13 points, but I have way less than that in your standings. Is there a reason why? Well, Jeff R., if you fail to pick any following weeks, you get a minus two. If you got wrong picks, you get a minus one. Uh, Outside of that, I don't know, but I do know that Dan B. is hearing that. If you can, Dan B. is doing our standings, by the way, this year. If you can email me, Jeff R., that screenshot, that'd be great. You can do so, Mark Ryan, M-A-R-C, Ryan, at thefanupstate.com. So there's no periods in that, right? Just M-A-R-C, Ryan, at thefanupstate.com is where you can get to me. We welcome you guys uh, letting us know if we have made a mistake. Well, it's not me making a mistake this year. <laughs> this is great. Hey, Around the Horn has a segment at the end of the show where they where they get to the mistakes that they yeah, made. Errors. It happens. It's okay. Errors every single day. We've got Sherb going with Georgia Southern over James Madison. Dan B. is looking into it. We've got Iowa plus 10 over Wisconsin from minor 49er. Mark L.O. Ducks has taken BYU plus 5 over TCU. I looked at that one, Mark L.O. Ducks. Just too many road games for me for BYU. You know, like how often are you going to get the A-level best effort? Uh, Texter says, Mark, cut the season by 10 games. The World Series should be a five-game series. Division Series should be seven-game series. Oh, the wild card should be five. Division Series, seven. Number one seed always gets the worst remaining seed, so you reseed. Wolverine Joe says New Mexico plus eight and a half over San Diego, San Jose State. Texter says um, Kevin Hines. Mark upset pick. I'm taking Arkansas over Alabama for 20. Go Gamecocks beat Florida. Boo. Logan Simpson says looking for two in a row this week, Mark. I'll take Georgia Southern over James Madison. That's a popular pick coming in here on the Pick'em Spread. All right, Diesel, it is your turn, my friend. Yeah. Well, what are you going with? Uh, I'm not going to be able to play this piece of audio for very much longer. So, you know, this this may be me retiring this piece of audio. So play <laughs> some taps in your head. You can't lose to Georgia Southern because they're not App State. App State is not App State anymore. God, that sucked last night. Anyway, let's get to the picks. Uh, I looked at uh, three games here, Mark. I looked at UAB plus nine on the road at UTSA. I looked at Iowa plus 10 at Wisconsin. Iowa has a pretty good defense, not much of an offense, but Wisconsin has that good offense. So I think Wisconsin is just going to outscore them, especially because it's at home. I looked at this one, Mark, because it is a essentially a toss-up. Tulane at Memphis plus four and a half. Memphis has a 47% chance to win this game. It's at home. I'll take those odds any day of the week. 47% chance to win at home, plus four and a half points. Give me the Memphis Tigers. Diesel, that is one of the games I am looking at as well. I've got three, and I have revealed two to you guys. So that is Diesel's pick. The upset pick challenge is open for you, my friends. And we are going to be joined by the host of the best college football show in America, Josh Pate of the Late Kick Show, coming your way next, right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. 
It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the Fan Upstate. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the Fan Upstate. Rolling on until 7 p.m. today. Wonderful to have you guys with us as we do each and every day at this time. We are joined by our good friend, the host of the Late Kick Show, which can be watched, viewed live Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern time or on your own time whenever you'd like via uh, the YouTube channel, the Late Kick channel on YouTube. And he joins us right now on the show at Late Kick Josh on Twitter is where we get to him. Uh, You guys might be noticing on our YouTube feed right now, I am rocking the brand new Sterling, beautifully stitched, incredibly comfortable, obviously made from Josh Pate himself, the Once Upon a Saturday shirt. It is the most comfortable shirt I've ever had on. Invite you, encourage you to get your own, PateStateMaterial.com. Got a kick out of the fact that the bag that it came in says Pate State Material on it. Absolutely outstanding. Josh Pate joins us right now on the show. Always good to catch up with you, pal. So the Once Upon a Saturday sh- uh, tour, of which the of which the uh, the shirt that I'm wearing right now uh, is representing, features Oregon and Washington this week, Josh. And, you know, when I look at these two teams, um, and I understand that Oregon has a really sizable talent advantage here. Last four recruiting classes have average rank number 10. Uh, the last four for Washington have been 43rd. If you remove Kalen DeBoer's first year, they're 24th over the last three. You got the two top offenses in America, but Oregon's also sixth defensively, and Washington is 62nd. I feel like I'm leaning Washington. I don't know why, because the more I look at the numbers, Josh, the more Oregon is screaming out to me as a true contender. What are you most looking forward to about this one? Mark, what if I told you Bo Nix is 0-6 on the road versus top 10 teams? What if I told you he has a two-touchdown to 10-interception ratio in those games? What if I told you Husky Stadium is just insane, and I say that with the world knowing full well I've never been there. I think what you're saying is right. I feel the same way. Okay, I build all that up to tell you I picked Oregon to win the game too. But when you look at the stat profile, like when you just look at the game on paper, it really does feel like significant edge Oregon, and it, it's not going to be that way. I just don't feel it's going to be that way. I'll tell you, you don't need to go back too far. Let's just go back a couple of weeks. I, I felt like there was a pretty sizable talent edge Oregon over Texas Tech as well, but they went down there and needed multiple-plus turnovers to get out of there with a win, and it's just what the road does to you in college football. So I think it should be a really, really good one. Uh, I'm looking forward to being up there. I've never been there before, and um, – I don't know if it's going to end up being the premier game in the Pac-12 this year because we got so many big ones coming up. For all I know, it will be. For all I know, they'll play again. But this feels like one of those – it feels like one of those SEC sort of gauntlet roundtable things that we do down here every year where you know you're getting round-robin style, Bama, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, Auburn. Well, that's kind of how it is in the Pac-12 this year. Josh, can you power rank for me the most – overrated and played out Halloween costumes, men's, women's. You can list them separately. You can list them together. It's your choice. I think Napoleon Dynamite significantly played out. I see it every year. And I I just ask, is there an expiration date on this trend? 
I don't even have a problem. Like, I'm willing to grandfather in the classic nurse outfit, Fred Flintstone, the old standbys, non-offensive. Well, depending on how short the nurse's skirt is, non-offensive. <laughs> we, we, can, we can wear it around the family. But the more modern-day cinematically themed costumes, I don't know. I'm not a costume guy. I wear the same shirt every day anyway, so you're not going to find me at a party to begin with. But I don't know. I guess I'd go Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, Josh, I got to tell you this, man. Uh, so I am going to go trick-or-treating with the uh, brilliant bonus son, Jackson, this year. And I know what I'm going to be, Josh, and I'm going to tell you. I'm going as Coach Prime, okay? I'm going as Coach Prime. I'm going to have the Colorado hoodie. I'm going to have the blender sunglasses. I'm going to have the bling. And no matter how many adults I run into, and I hope one is Jay Norvell, I will have both my hoodie on, a hat on, and sunglasses. Yeah, and you're going to wear the sunglasses at night. Corey Hart would approve, and I'm proud of you for this. <laughs> I just hope that we do get photographic evidence. Oh, you, you will. You most certainly will, my friend. Uh, Josh, according to the bylaws of Pate State University, when is it okay to begin discussing the college football playoff? Well, in normal years, November, uh, this year, I actually broached it last Whoa. week. Whoa. Yeah, no, no, trust me. It's been, a, it's been a first. It's been a foreign territory for us all. I feel like this year, because you started to realize pretty early on, we may not have an elite team out there. And I still say that cautiously because we just don't get to see Michigan tested at all. But when you started to realize that, and when you started to see teams like Clemson, LSU, Bama, when they started to fall early, I thought it warranted at least a discussion about how wide open the field could be. Now, what you won't ever see me do is projecting my four-team field in October or – and here's what's really bad. And my own company's doing it, and I'm not participating in it. Doing the whole, <laughs> here's what the 12-team playoff field would look like if it were instituted this year, I just want to throw up. I mean, i got to look away from my keyboard so as not to ruin it with potential you know, projectile vomiting every time I see that. Right. But I do think that it's, it's totally within bounds even within the Pate State bylaws, to just look at how wide open it is. And the reason that's important, Mark, is because you got a lot of folks looking at teams with two losses right now thinking they're totally eliminated because history says they are because we've never had a two-loss team make the playoffs. I think we'll have a two-loss team in the playoffs somehow, some way this year. And even if we don't have one, no one could predict, or could predict that right now. So I just don't want to write teams off too early. Josh, what statistic about this season thus far baffles you and has you scratching your smoothly shaved dome? Oh, man. Um, I think that – so there's a weird one. It's, not, it's a stat about scheduling. Um, when I think of the Big 12, I think of a bunch of teams in Texas and a few scattered outside of Texas. That's how I picture the map in my head. And Oklahoma State somehow plays one team from the state of Texas this entire year, and it's Houston. And I don't know how in the world they're playing a conference schedule and avoiding Texas, TCU, Texas Tech, and Baylor, but they figured out a way to do it. And that stat has stuck with me ever since we did previews in the spring and summer, and it sticks with me now. And they took down Kansas State Friday night, Ramen Noodle Express special there, by the way. Yeah, And I am very interested in their team and a couple others out there that were kind of left for dead early in the season. And all of a sudden there's a little faint heartbeat 
on the monitor there. Beep, 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 because they were flatlining for a while. And I'm just – it goes back to that theme of let's not write teams off too early. They may be a long shot, but I'm not quite not quite in writing the obituary yet. The host of the Late Kick Show, uh, Josh Pate, joining us here on Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, the fan upstate. We had some fun with this one on the show, Josh. The teams that are most humiliated by never having appeared in the college football playoff. Which which blue blood, which proud program are you most surprised? Now, you know, we, we, we started putting together the, the standard list, Josh, and you've got USC and Texas and Florida, Miami, Tennessee, Penn State. But as you think about it and you think about, man, that, that's really hurt this program from a reputation standpoint, who first comes to mind to you? Texas A&M, because the there other ones go. have been there. A&M hadn't – I mean, the other ones have been there in a previous era. Let me put it that sure. way. Uh, Texas A&M's just never been there, and there's no reason for them not to have. And unlike USC or Texas, you've still got people out there who could who could look a recruit in the eye and say, you can't get to the playoff. You cannot win a title at A&M. Now, I think that is inaccurate, but if their evidence is, well, if it was possible, they would have already done it. I mean, I don't think that's necessarily founded in the strongest of logic, but I can't push back on it because they haven't won one. And you've also you got you got a sixth year head coach out there. And I did a did a segment about this last night. We did the mood tracker update on Late Kick and we did Texas A and M's fan base mood tracker update. And we characterized their mood as Jimbo Limbo because you have got to think about the plight of these people. They don't have anything else to give. This is not a situation where they're starved for resources. And if it's like Mark Stoops, if only we could get uh, deeper NIL coffers, maybe we could compete. If you're an A&M fan, you pack that place every Saturday. You give, you give, you give, both financially, uh, emotionally, fanatically. The, everything you could ever need out there is in place. For people who are listening in the upstate who have never been to Texas A&M, it is palatial. Everything there is incredible. The stadium is immaculate. It may be, pound for pound, the most underrated venue in college athletics because it should be viewed as premier, and yet no one even thinks of it when they talk about premier venues because really to be a premier venue, you have to have high-level games played there consistently where the world's eyes are on it. And A&M hasn't attracted that because they haven't been good enough. And I think it's a crime, just for those folks out there, it's a crime that they hadn't been able to take at least one bite from that apple because they should be there every year. They should be in that contender's circle every year. Josh, now we we know that you are a lover of hopping trains. It's inadvisable to the audience, but, hey, you do you. Uh, How tempted are you to attempt this second love of your life behind college football while you're out on your weekly excursions? I, sometimes I think I'm wiretapped because I had a conversation about this thing no more than an hour ago. So um, where I live in Nashville, this is CSX country. And you guys have CSX and Norfolk Southern up and down the eastern seaboard. Out west, it's more Union Pacific, BNSF country. And, I mean, there are some – there's a transcon line that runs up into Seattle, and there's also obviously corridors that run from Seattle down to L.A. And you don't need to look too far on YouTube before you find people who have not only made those hops illegally, of course, strongly advise against it, as you said, 
not only have they made those hops, they documented it. And you could get lost. You could get sucked down hours-long rabbit holes of watching people document freight hopping out in the West. And it's some of the most beautiful scenery. The one thing I love about hopping freight trains, um, you know, off the record, of course, is you get to see things that otherwise you would never see because those rails split parts of the country where the roads don't go. So people would otherwise never be back there. And, man, there's some some, some terrain in certain parts of this country that is just so beautiful. Uh, you have to commit a slight felony to see it in this case, but it's beautiful. So I have thought about it. I have not done it. I think for reasons that are pretty obvious, but never say never, I guess. Josh, have you ever been contacted by any employee of CSX, Union Pacific, all the big carriers, offering you a golden ticket to do your thing on their trains? Um, yes, I have. Both of those companies, actually. Yes, I have. And I have found that you have both engineers and conductors as well as dispatchers at one company who watch the show and they've heard me talk about it and they've reached out privately and they have, um, in two cases, they have let me know they run the route that I frequently hop. And so it's been some really interesting behind the scenes conversations. That's it. That's incredible. <laughs> of course, we're all, we're asking all of this for a friend, right? That that's, yes, that's how absolutely. we're playing this. Asking for a friend. We admit nothing here on the show. Josh, one of the statements that you've said on with us that has stuck with me, it was either a year or two ago, you said Kentucky has reached its ceiling under Mark Stoops. And uh, now I've seen, I was watching a clip today, Bud Elliott sang that. And if they, if Mark Stoops ever leaves, they're going to take a major step backward. And, you know, we, we poke fun at their non-conference schedule every single year, but he had those bonuses written into his contract to get to seven wins. I'm curious, Josh, though, about why we're hearing all of these statements now. The Dino Babers, our depth is in the transfer portal. Uh, the Mark Stoops, you want to beat Georgia, pay us like Georgia. Is it just, Josh, that the frustrations with the inability to compete are reaching a boiling point? Yeah, I so it's multi-layered. So let me go for a minute or two on this. I think what you have is you got guys like Babers at Syracuse or Stoops at Kentucky. They're perfectly comfortable with where their programs fit in the natural order of things. They'd love to compete for a title, but they're realistic. They're realistic about what, what Kentucky is in football. And if, if everybody else was realistic about it, they'd be okay. What happens sometimes is they'll go lose to a superior program like Georgia, and you'll hear some chirping. And it used to be that they'd keep their mouth shut on it. But now there's this NIL mechanism. There's this transfer portal mechanism, and it's kind of a de facto way to deflect blame or deflect – the onus over onto the fan base. And it used to just be, well, we got to lick our wounds and move on. And now it's, well, you, you want to complain? Now you want to beat them? Give us more money so we can go get players like them. Now, when Stoop said that, I didn't get worked up about it. A lot of other people did. I listened to it, but I also watched it. He had the posture of a third-grade bus driver. Like, he was completely leaned back. He was nonchalant about it. I think he was kind of tongue-in-cheek. And I equated it on our show last night to a kid like in the 70s or 80s telling his dad, I want to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. And the dad says, oh, you do? Okay, well, you need to go lift for four hours a day for five years and eat 6,000 calories a day and don't eat any sweets, don't eat anything you actually want to do and sacrifice your social life totally. Then maybe you'll look like Arnold. He doesn't expect the kid to do that. He's actually telling the kid that 
So the kid goes, oh, man, never mind. Forget that. I think Mark Stoops said what he said similarly. He doesn't expect Kentucky fans to pony up the kind of dough they'd need to compete with Georgia. It was almost as if he said it to get that response out of the fan base so he could go, yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, be happy with eight wins or nine wins a year, maybe 10 wins once every half decade or so. Incredible. All right, Josh, you are on the top half of our upset pick standings now with 11 points after your br- brother. Brother, you were like butter. You were on a roll last week with a lot of what you said, um, including, you know, forecasting that Notre Dame would not be able to get up three weeks in a row. Where are you going this week? You're sitting there with 11 points right now, sir. Mark, how, how wide is the gap between where I am and the top of the leaderboard? 20 points. Oh, okay. Um, but you don't you need it all right now. You don't need to be doing what modern baseball has done, Josh. You don't need to be swinging for the fences here. That's fair. Have you gone on record with your pick? Because I always want to know where you go. Uh, Josh, you don't want to know where I am. Of all, among all those who have scored, I'm in last place. Are you thinking? Are you thinking chomp chomp this week? I'm feeling chomp chomp this week. I am a slightly, a little bit. Why are you? Well, no, I'm not at all. No, oh, I wouldn't touch it with a 30-foot pole. On, come here's, here's two, two warnings. Warning number one, they're on the road. That's all you need to know about Florida. Number two, Mark, it's October. You don't bet against South Carolina in October. <laughs> don't you know that? Oh, I've seen you, and they're, they're eating that up when you say it, Josh. We, that, that home field advantage is something else, man. Really, really something else. Um, no, I'm not, I'm not feeling Florida, Josh. I am looking at Wyoming Air Force, Memphis Tulane, and USC Notre Dame. Okay, I got one out of nowhere for you. So my pick last week was Louisville outright, right? And they mm-hmm. beat Notre Dame. Okay, this week I'm taking Pitt plus eight over Louisville. I think it's a huge letdown spot for them. So I'm taking Pitt. The Phil Dracovic experiment is over up there. Rest in peace to Phil Dracovic to tight end. And whoever they start at quarterback, I love betting backup quarterbacks in college. Give me Pitt. Give me plus eight. I think they went out right. There you go. Josh Pate visiting Seattle for the first time. I'm told one of the most picturesque scenes. We can't wait to see the Josh Pate eye video. Have safe travel, sir. Thanks so much. Appreciate it, Mark. All right. Take care. Josh Pate of the Late Kick Show joining us here on the show. I like that one. Uh, that one did not make my top three. I don't. I didn't have the balls, Diesel. Didn't have the balls. But I looked at it because Pitt is like one and three, one and four. Uh, Louisville's unbeaten. Perfect spot for a left at letdown game. That's absolutely right. But when we come back, I will give you my upset pick of the week. Where are we going? What's it going to be? That is next. Right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the fan upstate. It's offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the fan upstate. Fantastic to have you guys with us here on a hump day edition of the show. What are your upset picks for the week? Send them to us. Send them to us, my friends. Uh, Texter wanted to know, hey, Mark, are the results of the upset contest available online somewhere the answer is yes, Texter, they are. Um, as a matter of fact, I've got them in my possession right now, and I will be uploading them to Facebook or Twitter later today, Facebook and Twitter. So they're available online on our Facebook page, The Fan Upstate, on our Twitter page, at The Fan Upstate. Okay? So you will see them 
right there, large and in charge, looking beautiful as uh, Dan B. has them uh, masterfully crafted, even though my name is the last one listed on there. <laughs> Absolutely brutal. Can't handle it. Can't explain it. Uh, I'm just, I'm not picking well. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. So uh, your picks are welcome. 844-FAN-PHONE. That's 844-F-A-N-F-O-N-E. That's 844-326-3663 is the number to get to us uh, here on the show. So, my friends, you know, it's it's I, I have noticed a trend in college football, okay? And the trend is this. It is a lot of these upsets happen with home underdogs that are single-digit underdogs. Did you see what Josh Pate picked? He picked Pitt, a single-digit home underdog, over Louisville. And when he said, I'm really going off the grid here, I thought that where he was going was some obscure game, Bowling Green against Akron. or No, it wasn't. It's a classic letdown spot. You get up for Notre Dame. You get down for Pitt. You look at the record. Pitt's better than their record. There you go with Louisville, right? Letdown game. Josh is big on the psyche of teams, right? He was like, think about this for a minute. Who's better? If I say to you who's better, Notre Dame or Pitt, that's an easy question to answer, right? Yet in consecutive weeks, Josh has Notre Dame losing to Louisville and Pitt beating Louisville. How could that be? It's all the psyche. It's all the game within the game. Um, I felt really bad about what Josh had to say about my Florida Gators. But because of that, my friends, you know, I'm thinking about this. And I, I, I considered these games today, okay? I considered Wyoming plus 10.5 over Air Force. I've considered Memphis plus 4.5 four four over Tulane. I've considered USC plus 3 at Notre Dame. I'm able to do that. That is a three-point spread, USC plus three points at Notre Dame. But what I consistently see are those home underdogs that are a slight underdog. The home juice gets them over the hump. So with that said, this is probably not smart, and there are a reason we're on the very, very bottom of the standings page. I'm going with Diesel today. I'm going with, I'm going with <laughs> Memphis plus four and a half over Tulane because it's at home for Memphis, yep. right? Um, Notre Dame, USC, you know, I, I've, I've talked to a lot of folks that say like USC would be like between five and seven and seven and five without Caleb Williams. And then diesel, what Notre Dame does, whenever USC comes to town, they let the grass go grow real long. So it like, it slows them down, right? Cause they're, they're traditionally a, a really, really fast team. Our groundskeeper used to do that at my high school stadium. Did he? Yeah. He would grow the grass just a little bit longer. You know, you know, a little more than a quarter inch taller uh, than most fields, most high school fields would do it. Isn't it something that like Tom Brady got called a cheater for like deflate gate when he's deflating the football slightly. But there's all of those little gamesmanships, yeah. right, that are evident all over the place. You know, you deflate the ball a little bit more. The quarterback likes the grip a little bit better. You fumble the ball less when the ball is more deflated. Right. You don't fumble as much. Uh, you grow the grass a little bit longer, but it's at Notre Dame. And I was left asking myself, man, this is Notre Dame's last stand. They've had four massive games in a row, Ohio State at Duke, at Louisville. At Duke and Louisville were supposed to be breathers. And now they're back home again. I don't think the home crowd 
is going to allow them to pack it in. And I think the defense of Notre Dame is really going to be able to give Caleb Williams some problems outside of Caleb. Again, what do you have? So I'm going to go, I, I, I really, like, I was torn between those two. Memphis being a point and a half more makes me go with that one. Give me Diesel's pick, Memphis plus four and a half at home over Tulane. Feeling okay about it, although I got to say, my confidence level isn't where it needs to be. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't feel confident if you're picking with me. Um, look, hey, if you're wrong, then we're both sitting there at zero. So, <laughs> can only go up from here. At what point should we lose <laughs> the right to do this? Honestly, I think it's more impressive that we go the entire season picking solid games with, based on solid intel, and don't get a single one right. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's more impressive. Those of you who are good at this, okay, those of you who are good at this. Memphis plus four and a half hosting Tulane. Is that a bad pick? Like those of you who have scored well, those are you in the top half of the standings page. Are we like where we need to be right now? Brandon, would you pick that game? Yeah. Would you feel confident picking that game? Kyle you're, D. You're crushing this. Kyle D., would you feel good? Memphis hosting Tulane. Leprechaun of Lyman, what do you think? Like are these, are we in the ballpark of picking decent games here to pick? Or are you guys laughing at us behind the scenes? Why do I feel like we're getting laughed at? Love college football. I, I, You know, before I did this, the reason why I started this, guys, as embarrassing as this is, I used to be great at this. I've just lost, I've lost all confidence to speak of. I don't know what happened to me. You know, I'm not half the man I used to be. That's what, At least that's what Stone Temple Pilots told me to say. All right, for, folks, 844-FAN-PHONE. That's 844-F-A-N-F-O-N-E. That's 844-326-3663 is the number to get to us uh, on the show. You guys can chime in with us uh, right there. Got a loaded 5 o'clock hour. Want to tell you about it right now. Of course, we're going to have the top five at five. Coming your way next. At 5.20, we're going to peel the curtain back and show you what it's really like to work with Carolina Panthers owner Dave Tepper. Then, my friends, at 5.40 p.m., we're going to be joined by... Our High School Athlete of the Week this week. It is a special, special story. We can't wait to share that with you. All of that is coming your way in the 5 o'clock hour right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the Fan Upstate. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.